Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the Edward White Audio Thoughts. This episode is actually on my own, um, like ironically the name of the the podcast episode is, is Edward White Audio Thoughts, so, and um, in all reality I'm really struggling to actually find a, find a guest um, for the show, so like a couple of people who I had lined up pulled out and then trying to reschedule it to, to fit in time, I think I went too kind of optimistic in terms of like doing one a week without having a kind of backstop is is really really fucking hard to do um but no i I, so i think i might change it up a little bit and i might just do the edward white audio thoughts um just me on myself uh one week and then and then have a guest who is an entrepreneur business person creative person people who are who are innovative within their industry um yeah, so so this is the the first episode where it's just me on my own, and I'm just honestly gonna put out all my thoughts today. Like, I know so the date today is Friday the twenty fifth, I think it is of October, um, and I've really been struggling today. I don't know why, but I've just had a massive sense of overwhelm, and and I I feel like that happens to a lot of people. And I think it's not talked about a lot in in business or in kind of society as general. Like, it's not something that we talk about a lot. Like, that feeling of of everyone's kind of attention is upon you, and everyone's kind of pulling, d- demanding your attention. But yeah, I just I, I I quite like talking about it. One because it helps me kind of relieve my stress, and then two, um, yeah, I just I think people need to know about it, and I think people need to know that it's okay. Um, yeah, so that's, that's that's what I'm feeling at the moment. So I've read my book for an hour, chilled out, having a washing up, made a hoodie, and then now I'm just doing this. So yeah. Uh, Know that if if you're going if you're if you're doing something that do you know what I mean like life is stressful but you just kind of got to go through it you've got to understand what what's causing you the stress and and try to mitigate that um, yeah I'm I'll tell you what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give you my life story so as some of you know I've I've got a daughter who um, her name's Bella. She is now six. I had her at the age of 19, and honestly, that was one of the fucking scariest things I've ever done. Um, it made me grow up very, very quickly. So, bearing in mind, I, I, I never really wanted a child. I don't think I want a child going forward. Like, they're hard work. Um, and I, I love her, but I just don't think I want to do that again. Um and yeah, like I can remember exactly the day that it happened and exactly what I was doing or the the day that I found out. Um and it was actually like the last day of my the the last exam of of college. Um so obviously like in my young head I'm thinking like this is a fucking start of my life, like I'm ready, let's do this. Um uh, like really optimistic, really excited, um, and then I'm sat in Sir Dan's, which is a, a Weatherspoons. If if you don't live in Swindon, um, 
with my friends, drinking a beer, really excited. And then, um, yeah, I get, I get, I get the phone call, uh, that, that dreaded phone call that no one wants. Um, yeah, honestly, it felt like my life had come just like crashing down right in front of me. And, and there was like a, Ah, uh, I just did. I didn't see the light. If you know what I mean, like I didn't. I didn't see a way out, and it was really scary. It was really hard. Like, and bearing in mind, I kept that upon myself for like months. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell my friends. I actually went to Magaluf that same summer. Um, with with, uh, yeah, didn't my friends knew nothing about it. Um, I actually had a girlfriend at the time. I didn't tell her. Um, but yeah, fucking how, like, honestly, like, I, I don't know why, I just, I, I didn't feel like I could open up to anyone, or, or, didn't know how I could open up to people, um, so yeah, that, that was an eventful summer, and that was the summer of 2013, um, scary, scary as anything, um, and then eventually my brother found out and that is what caused me to tell my mum um and i know that's not the best thing to do but yeah um that's the kind of way that it happened and and yeah i'm i'm grateful for it now and i think she's an amazing child and she's like but i i do remember and this is going to sound really harsh i do like i remember being in the hospital and it just not feeling right like her her being there as a baby and it just it didn't feel right it felt weird um and it, I, I remember a lot of people saying to me that um oh you're gonna fight you you're gonna feel loved you're gonna feel this overwhelming sense of like love and, and caring towards her and like Honestly, I didn't feel that for about the first year. Um, when she started to get a personality, when I, when I I could start to interact with her, I think that's when I thought, oh, she she's just a human. She's not, <laughs> and I know that that sounds weird, but like, yeah. But by seeing that reaction, by seeing that kind of engagement with her, I was able to kind of feel that connection with her. Whereas before that, it. it I was really struggling to to kind of to have anything with her, and I know that sounds that does sound really harsh. And I'm saying it now; I'm, it sounds really harsh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to anyone. And I love Bella with all my heart, but yeah, those those first that first year was just hard. Um, yeah, so that's that's the kind of story of my life growing up. I I was in college when I found out she were uh, Jasmine the mother of Bella was pregnant um I then got a job at Waitrose just to have a job because um obviously like ha having a child and and stuff is scary and obviously costs quite a lot of money so I had to have a job so um, just got a job in Waitrose working on the food counters and stuff. Um, yeah, just, just trying to earn money and shit. And then I, I realized I wasn't happy from that. Um, 
and that led me to speaking to my parents my dad knew someone who worked in the kind of marketing world and and um that led me to get an apprenticeship with a an agency in swindon um that lasted for around a year and then uh, due to reasons i had to leave um which then led me to find a job with um, my auntie's friend who which was as a, a marketing executive role um and i just yeah i wanted to do something creative i wanted to i wanted to make i don't know i liked building brands if that makes sense like i liked working on the clients at, at the agency and and helping them to build their brand more than just creating social media content i liked actually making the brands come to life and like seeing it come to life um and i think that yeah, that's that's where I want to kind of put my stamp on the world. It's like bringing people together, and I'll explain this later, but bringing people together and then putting, like building brands and, and kind of putting the stamp on it. So, um, yeah, that, that led me to go to C&D where I, I felt like I had a lot of creative ideas and um, I, I, I got recognition for this and stuff and like, but I just don't feel they appreciated what it was that I was doing. Or I, I no, I don't. I think they did. They did appreciate it. It's just what I wanted to do was a lot different than what they had in their mind. I think. Um, so I worked there for two years, and then just as I was working, I remember like this fucking urge of just like hate in my life like I remember trying to do meditation trying to go to the gym and you know when you're trying to do those things and like I think it's like a form of escapism you're looking for that that way out that what can I do to like make my life feel like it's got meaning and stuff um and this was at the time that I was with my partner and yeah it just kind of all went to a bit like I didn't really know what I was doing, so that's when I started to make. Um, I was like, right, I want to, I want to do this at life thing. Like, I, I want to make content. I want to um, make social media content for clients, and and think that it was going to be. It, it was a social media agency to start off with, but then, um, as yeah, so so I'm kind of going off track now, but so. I got my first client who was actually my um, friend who was a manager at a pub. Um, did their social media content. They really liked it. I, I fucking charged way under than what I should have done. But then I was starting out and I was new, so maybe I didn't. Um, but yeah, that led me to build it up and build up at live. So I started to get a website. I started to work with more people and started to tell people what I was doing. That, that to me, is the most important thing. Is like telling people what you're doing and what you're up to um <clears throat> because then if you say you're going to do something or you say you're going to start this business then like it doesn't mean anything unless you actually do stuff um whereas a lot yeah a lot of people are like oh, i'm gonna do this business i'm gonna do this it's like all oh, secret all hustle um uh, and i was there like i'm doing this look what i've done look what i'm making da, 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 da. website done and then that led me to build my personal brand as well, which was on just social media, putting out content, making videos, like, 
And I remember getting stick for making the videos and it was like, oh, like, what, what are you doing? And then, um, yeah, I stuck at it. I stuck stuck at it for for 100 days and they were shit. They were honestly so shit. But then got my confidence up and I can talk in front of the camera and I can talk in front of a crowd and I can, I can, it, it just builds your confidence so much. Um, and I'd recommend it to anyone. So, I was doing this whilst working at C and D, and like trying to trying to balance having a girlfriend, um, working a full time job, and then trying to start a business is hard. But I remember actually, like, so I, I live in Bassett, and uh, C and D used to be over at South Marston, which is thirteen miles, which is not that much. But like in the morning along the M four, and then A four one nine is a fucking ball ache, like. This is one of the worst traffic routes in Swindon. Um, and just trying to do it every morning took me about 45 minutes at the time that I was leaving to get to work for 8.30. Um, so what I would do is I would I would get up super fucking early, like 5 o'clock, go and work in Costa and use my laptop from C&D and just make my own stuff. I'd edit videos, I'd, I'd do client work, like in the morning so I could be over that side of Swindon ready um but I could also be working if that makes sense um I just yeah like tired as fuck tired like long days tired um but I always knew that I wanted to do this and and it's just like trying to find right you're never gonna know when the right time is and I can tell you that from experience because I remember having a conversation with with a, a guy called Ben, um, and he said, "Oh yeah, you'll, you'll be done in January, uh, January twenty nineteen, so this year." And I remember leaving, and th- th- this was in September, and then I remember leaving at the end of September, and he's like, "Oh, that happened a lot quicker than it did." <laughs> um, and the the reason for me leaving was was kind of a combination of so. Ultimately, I kind of just decided to grab life by the balls and and stop being a little bitch. Really, like I remember being with my ex, and and she, so she ended up cheating on me. I I kind of just thought, fuck it, life's too short. Um, pushed myself a lot harder, and then ended up getting a couple of bigger clients, like one towards Bristol and then one in Swindon. And um, yeah, that that led me to kind of think, oh, I need to I need to like slow down a bit on C&D and then work a bit more on um, at live. So so I, I went to C&D and I asked them if I could have the part-time hours. They they kind of disagreed. Um, so I, I handed in my notice and, and went from there. Um, and I was fucking scared. Oh, yeah, so scared. Um, and, yeah, it just, it, it like, forces you to to do stuff and, and you kind of just get out there and you, you just grab it don't you um so yeah I'm, I'm telling you this and this is actually a year a year and a month on now since i've been self-employed um yeah one year and one month since i've been self-employed it's been it's been a roller coaster of a ride it's been I, oh god it's gone so quickly though that's the thing it's gone like so so quickly like i can't believe it's been a year already since I've been self-employed, um, there's been like 
I, I've learned what work I want to work with. Um, I've learned the clients I want to work. <laughs> Pardon me. I've I've learned the clients I want to work with. I've I've understood that like not everyone's going to be per- the perfect client, and like ha- how to kind of manage it and and manage my workload and, and not promise stuff that I know I can't deliver because I, I think the client wants it and stuff. So that's one thing I've learned. Um, another thing is like just doing the shit that makes me happy and putting myself out there. Like I really like doing that. Like I love, yeah. So I, I did a, ooh, I did a talk in Bath this week and, um, it was all on personal branding and stuff, and it was, it was really good. And I'm so glad that I forced myself into doing it. But I remember, in the kind of weeks up to it, um, I just felt I felt so nervous, and I didn't I didn't know how, like like why because it wasn't. I talked to more people and and everything like that, but I just think I put so much unnecessary pressure on myself to kind of deliver. And I was like, what if I'm talking bullshit and I was like yeah but I know what I'm talking about like if anyone asks me a question on it I know I can answer it um but yeah I just I felt like I was a it it was that like imposter syndrome um am I being an imposter but yeah I think you you will get that if you're starting a business or you're starting a new kind of role you'll get imposter syndrome and it will feel fucking horrible and you won't really know what to do. Like, I remember when I first started editing videos, and, like, I just kind of got into it. I got a bit of more paid work for, for the kind of video work. And this was only, like, last year. Yeah, literally, if you if you look a year on from, from the videos I did for, like, say, Liberty um, around their Christmas time, which will be in November, and then look at, like, the stuff that I produced recently for them, you'll be like, fuck, okay. Um... <clears throat> And I just think that that's doing it consistently, doing it over time, keep going, keep doing, and you learn, and you and you learn about sound design, and you learn about colour and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, you, you'll feel like an imposter at the beginning, and I know I did with a video. That's where I felt like an imposter was, was when I first started doing video. I was like, oh, there's so many other people out there, and I was looking at other creatives, and I was looking at other agencies, and, and it felt horrible to, to kind of think, oh, they're they're doing so much more better work than me and um of course they were because they've, they've been doing it for years and like i don't think i thought about that like so if, if you this is kind of just for the creative people i don't really know how i can put it onto like entrepreneurship and stuff oh yeah um i suppose you could put it onto entrepreneurship if you are like looking to um if you yeah looking to start a business or something like that like and you, you'll feel like you're not, it's not real. And I know that sounds weird, but it'll feel like you're faking it, like you're playing a game and it will feel horrible and you, you won't really know what to do. Um, I don't know how to get over that and I don't know how I got over that, but it just, uh, uh, and I think it's just a consistent thing of keep doing it and, and see the bigger picture. Um, and I think, yeah, when I first started, like, feeling actually proud of my videos, like, when when I'd, like, send work to clients and they'd like it straight away, that's when I was, like, right, I know I'm working with the right people and I know that my creative work is, like, of a standard that I feel fucking proud of it. So 
yeah, if you if you're going through that, just keep going because it's it's gonna get better, and you you're gonna feel. Yeah, you'll feel like you're faking it until you make it, but don't fake it until you make it. Just just understand that you you are starting, and that everyone who who has ever gone through this path has has done exactly the same. Um, and yeah, like I said, I still feel imposter syndrome for like when I'm doing speaking because I haven't done that much speaking. So obviously, putting putting on a, an an event and and doing a talk, I feel like an imposter because I'm like, oh, I haven't really done it, like putting together my presentation I'm like uh, should I include that should I not like what 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 bits do I include and stuff and and yeah it will feel it feels fucking horrible but um again I just know that I've got to go through it so yeah um another thing I wanted to talk about and like I'm trying to make this flow and I know it doesn't flow but um <clears throat> I hope some people find it useful but another thing I want to talk about is is that kind of being in that state of like really productive fucking loving life and then and then that state of like deep like I felt yeah like I said earlier like I felt anxious today and it it felt horrible and like every every clients were asking for revisions of of work and like someone was asking me for their opinion and then someone else was asking me for something else and it just Nothing that is out of the ordinary. Nothing that is anyone's going. Oh yeah, can you do this? Can you do this? Like, but it just felt like a lot of pressure. And it was in reality, it's only about five or six conversations, but it all kind of just added up. And I was like, I felt it felt like a bursting feeling. Like I, I, I know when I'm going anxious now, and that that to me is like the hot flushes that I feel, and then I start to feel itchy on the back of my neck and my hair. Um, and that it to me is like a sign is like like and it's quite a far sign of like you're feeling anxious and I think I'm quite bad for it in terms of like feeling um anxious and not really knowing or or kind of hiding it um or pushing it away and then it kind of comes to fruition and I'm a bit like oh shit and then it comes yeah it kind of gets a bit too much and um it's horrible because I don't know that I'm doing it until it's too late and then I have a kind of mental big crash that I'm like, Ugh. I feel really drained. Um, but yeah, I kind of just wanted to say that like, it doesn't happen too frequently, but you, you will get stages like that if you're, you get stages like that in life, like you'll go through life and you'll feel really fucking high and really happy and then suddenly you'll, you'll, feel really low and you'll feel really isolated and, and anxious and like just understand that people every everyone's going through that and everyone's going through some form of that like and you're never always going to be happy you're never always going to be high but just understanding that what to do have a, have a kind of contingency for um when you feel anxious when you feel stressed so for me that is turning off my social media, turning off my phone, on flight mode, um, normally eating something because I find that the anxiousness gets increased when I don't actually eat or, or don't eat sufficient amount of food. Um, and then and then just reading a book or doing something that doesn't require, something that I can get lost in but not like 
a form of escapism such as like watching a movie on Netflix like I don't want something to take my attention away from it I want something to try and focus on um, sometimes I found like work helps really well like if I'm in in one of those states and and sometimes it's, it's like a good couple of days and I don't really know what to do I'm trying to do loads of different work and it's like trying to get through it but I found that like by just focusing on one task and focusing on on say um getting the house clean like just something really mundane something really boring and, and something that's not really gonna do a lot but by doing that one simple thing you you've gone all oh, right i can i can do that and you feel like a little bit good you can get that dopamine hit and then do something else and then and then do something else but don't feel the pressure to have to do everything and i think that's where the anxiety comes in is is that pressure where you're like oh i need to do that 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 and then you don't have a kind of um, a methodology, a methodology. I think that's the word. I don't know. I might be talking bullshit, but yeah, you have a kind of method for putting stuff together. So you're like, right, if I clean the house now, that's all I have to do today. And then by doing that one thing, or clean the kitchen, or clean whatever, um, by doing that one thing, you you kind of tick something off your list, and it will give you that little hit of like release that you'll get um so that yeah that for me is is doing something so so for example i put the washing on and then i hung it out today and nothing like i had to do the washing and hang it out but i normally leave it till tomorrow um but i just thought that yeah no i'm gonna do it took a bit of music on took me about three minutes so i was like oh okay that took me a lot quicker than i thought it would um then yeah i went on did a podcast uh, did, did a podcast did a a hoodie. I made a hoodie um, because one arrived earlier this week, and I made it because someone has bought one. Um, so that's now just drying. And then I've I've decided that I'm going to record a podcast because this is what I wanted to do, and it's been on my to do list. And I think this is something again leading to the the kind of anxiety thing is like letting things build up and and kind of putting stuff off because. I don't know if a podcast on my own is going to work, but then it is Edward White Audio Thoughts. And I've, I mean, I've been able to talk for quite a while now, so 26 minutes in total. Um, so, yeah, like, and, and let me know if you enjoy this kind of format and, and if you would listen to the Edward White Audio Thoughts just because you want to hear my thoughts on things and you want to hear various different things and obviously i i want to get guests i want to get different people on i like i really like meeting new people and i really like learning about them and, and what they're doing um so yeah i think i might do <sighs> i think it's really late by the way it's like nine o'clock now so i'm just sat in the dark candlelight on talking to a zoom h6 recorder yeah it's kind of it's kind of therapeutic giving giving you my thoughts and, and putting it out there into the world um good stuff that's happened this week what, what am i grateful for so the bath talk went really well um I've got so many new new connection requests on linkedin and so many messages uh, uh, i think i've had about four in total five in total yeah so three on linkedin and two on instagram just about the talks and and people connecting saying that it was really good and they really enjoyed it um and that's really nice. That's really nice to hear, and it's really nice to feel um, that I was able to offer value to people. Because, because obviously, like by people coming along for an hour talk, 
I'm asking them for a lot. Like an hour is a long time. They've got to go to work or do their business or whatever. Like, and I, yeah, I appreciate everyone who came and it was just, it was nice. It was nice to get the feedback. Like, because you never really know when you first do it and, and the kind of impression that you give. Um, it's, it can always be a nervous thing. So getting the feedback kind of the day and, and the day after was just, really nice um and i'm really grateful to liam who helped me get on to the talks and whoever the organizers are to to yeah be able to talk at the event just because it's it's kind of taught me that like i should go out and look for events to to speak at if i if i want to build my speaking kind of engagements and stuff like look for events to speak at look for um different things and and how I can put myself out there more just as a, a kind of personality in this space. Um, yeah, so that's a good thing that happened this week. Um, what's another good thing that happened this week? I made a really nice video. A, and this sounds small and it sounds quite silly, but I'm, I made a really nice video of the Bath Festival and like, I'm so happy with all the different shots and stuff. Um, it's given me an idea to, to business develop uh, with a, a restaurant. Um, yeah, that that's another good thing that's happened this week. That I'm grateful for. Um, do do you ever do anything? I know this is a rhetorical question, but do you ever do anything that you're like makes you so? I hear a lot about um, on on the Tim Ferriss show and stuff like that, the podcast that I listen to, um, where they talk about the mindfulness meditation and and um, gratitude meditation. I think so. Yeah, mindfulness and, and gratefulness meditation or something like that. And and um, like just going through and thinking about the things that you're grateful for. Like, what in your life are you? are you happy about what what makes you happy what's what's the little things that make you happy um i remember i like genuinely get really happy and this is going to sound stupid um but i get really happy when i'm i've done like a really good morning of work um and then i get into so right let me let me start okay I, when I wake up, I won't turn my phone off of flight mode. So my phone goes on flight mode normally at night, after I've gone to bed, flight mode. Um, I, I won't turn it off flight mode until about 10 or 11, pardon me, at, in the morning. Um, and I feel, when I feel really good is when I've worked just for that five or six hours where it just feels like really good work really deep work and i've just i've made something or i've i've moved forward um and like and then i tell you when i feel really happy is when like i'm reading the book that i'm reading at the moment and then i I'm sat there with some food, so I've got like yogurt and, and strawberries and stuff, like covered in loads of honey, with a nice coffee, and I can hear the world outside, and it feels really busy, because um, I live on a high street, so so I hear the lorries, I hear the police, I hear the all the cars going past, um, and it, and then I I just like it when like it feels so calm in my house, 
and I'm reading the book. I've got a little bit of music on in the, in the background, um, and it yeah, that's that's kind of my my happy place without sounding too kind of silly. But I just really enjoy it. I really enjoy yeah, just being being kind of by myself um, and knowing that the 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 world's going on. But then I'm like, I'm able to have this twenty minutes where it's just me and. Yeah, that feels yeah, that feels nice. That's that's one little thing that I'm grateful for. Um, no, I hope you've enjoyed the this episode of the Edward White Audio Thoughts. I think I'm going to finish here. I don't think I've got anything to talk to, but um, yeah, let let me know your feedback. Give me give me your feedback. Send it to me. Leave it in the, in the reviews. Um, message me directly. I hope you enjoy it. Um, pardon me. If you know anyone that that would be a good guest on this podcast, please send them my way. Um, I want to kind of vet people, and I want certain people because, and I know that sounds really bad, but like, I, uh, I get interested by certain people, and I don't know what it is about them. Passionate people, that's what I think it is. Yeah, like people who like actually have a driving passion for something. And you can tell, like, um. Yeah, send them my way. I will vet them and then hopefully get them on and, and put them forward and stuff. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I hope I didn't bore you with my audio thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you and goodbye.